Section 36 of The Underground Railroad, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Underground Railroad, Part 4, by William Still. Section 36 helpers and sympathizers at home and abroad interesting letters the necessities of the committee for the relief of the destitute and wayworn travelers bound freedomward were met mainly by friends of the cause in philadelphia generous-hearted abolitionists nobly gave their gold in this work they gave not only material but likewise whole-souled aid and sympathy in times of need to a degree well worthy of commemoration while the name of slave is remembered the shipleys hoppers parishes motts whites copes wisters pennocks sellers davis prices hollowells sharpless williams coates morris browns townsends taylors jones grews wises Lindsay's, Barker's, Earl's, Pew's, Rogers, Wharton's, Barnes, Wilson's, Wright's, Pierce's, Justice's, Smith's, Cavender's, Stackhouse's, Neal's, Dawson's, Evans, Lee's, Child's, Clothier's, Harvey's, Lang's, Middleton's, etc., are among the names well known in the days which tried men's souls as being most true to the bondman whether on the underground railroad before a fugitive slave law court or on a rice or cotton plantation in the south nor would we pass over the indefatigable labors of the ladies anti-slavery societies and sewing circles of philadelphia whose surpassing fidelity to the slave in the face of prejudice calumny and reproach year in and year out should be held in lasting remembrance in the hours of darkness they cheered the cause while we thus honor the home guards and coadjutors in our immediate neighborhood we cannot forget other earnest and faithful friends of the slave in distant parts of the country and the world who volunteered timely aid and sympathy to the vigilance committee of philadelphia not to mention any of this class would be to fail to bestow honor where honor is due we have only to allow the friends to whom we allude to speak for themselves through their correspondence when their hearts were stirred in the interest of the escaping slave and they were practically doing unto others as they would have others do unto them here truly is pure philanthropy that vital christianity that true and undefiled religion before god and the father which is to visit the fatherless and widow in their affliction and to undo the heavy burden and let the oppressed go free the posterity of the oppressed at least will need such evidences of tender regard and love as here evinced in those days such expressions of christian benevolence were cheering in the extreme from his able contribution to anti-slavery papers and his fearless and eloquent advocacy of the cause of the downtrodden slave in the pulpit on the platform 
and in the social circle the name of rev n r johnston reformed presbyterian of the old covenanter faith will be familiar to many but we think it safe to say that his fidelity and devotion to the slave are nowhere more fully portrayed than in the appended underground railroad letters topsham vermont september first eighteen fifty five william still my dear friend i have the heart but not the time to write you a long letter it is saturday evening and i am preparing to preach tomorrow afternoon from hebrews thirteen three remember them that are in bonds as bound with them this will be my second sermon from this text sabbath before last i preached from it arguing and illustrating the proposition deduced from it that the great work to which we are now called is the abolition of slavery or the emancipation of the slave showing our duty as philanthropists tomorrow i intend to point out our duty as citizens some to whom i minister i know will call it a political speech but i have long since determined to speak for the dumb what is in my heart and in my bible let men hear or forbear i am accountable to the god of the oppressed not to man if i have his favor why need i regard man's disfavor many besides the members of my own church come out regularly to hear me some of them are pro-slavery politicians the consequence is i preach much on the subject of slavery and while i have a tongue to speak and lips to pray they shall never be sealed or silent so long as millions of dumb have so few to speak for them but poor passmore williamson is in bonds let us also remember him as bound with him he has many sympathizers i am glad you did not share the same fate for some reasons i am sorry you have fallen into the hands of thieves for some others i am glad it will make you more devoted to your good work persecution always brightens the christian and gives more zeal to the true philanthropist i hope you will come off victorious i pray for you and your co-laborers and co-sufferers my good brother i am greatly indebted to you for your continued kindness the lord reward you i have a scholarship in an ohio college geneva hall which will entitle me any one i may send to six years tuition it is an anti-slavery institution and wholly under anti-slavery control and influence they want colored students to prepare them for the great field of labor open to men of talent and piety of that class when i last saw you i proposed talking to you about this matter but was disappointed very much in not getting to take tea with you as i partly promised have you a son ready for college or for the grammar school do you know any promising young man who would accept my scholarship or would your brother's son peter or levin like to have the benefit of it if so you are at liberty to promise it to any one whom you think i would be willing to educate write me at your earliest convenience about this matter i presume the standard will contain full accounts of the norristown meeting the williamson case and your own and those connected if it does not i will thank you to write me fully what causes the delay of that book the history of peter still's family etc i long to see it the lord bless you in your labors for the slave yours etc 
n r johnston topsham vermont december twenty sixth eighteen fifty five william still my dear friend i wrote to you some two or three weeks ago enclosing the letter to the care of a friend in philadelphia whom i wished to introduce to you i have had no answer to that letter and i am afraid you have not received it or that you have written me and i have not received yours in that letter i wished to receive information respecting the best way to expend money for the aid of fugitives lest you may not have received it i write you again though briefly a few of the anti-slavery friends mostly ladies in our village have formed an anti-slavery society and sewing circle the proceeds of which are to go to aid needy or destitute fugitive slaves they have appointed me corresponding secretary in obedience to my instructions and that i may fulfil my promises i want to find out from you the desired information we want to give the little money raised in such a way that fugitives who are really needy will be benefited by it write me as soon as possible where and to whom we should send the funds when raised i have thought that you of the vigilance committee in philadelphia had need of it or if not you can tell us where money is needed probably you know of someone in canada who acts for the needy there so many impositions have been palmed off upon charitable abolitionists i am afraid to act in such a case without the directions of one who knows all about these things is money needed to help those escaping if so should we send to new york philadelphia or where else when i was in new york last a young man from richmond virginia assuming the name of robert johnston who had come by steamboat to philadelphia and whom you had directed to the anti-slavery office in new york had only one dollar in money his fare had to be paid by a friend there the treasurer of the fund being absent i know that they nearly all need money or clothing we want to send our money wherever it is most needed to help the destitute or those in danger and where it will be faithfully applied write me fully giving specific directions and i will read your letter to the society and as i have been waiting anxiously for some two weeks or more for an answer to my previous letter but am disappointed unless you have written very recently i will be much obliged if you will write on the reception of this any information you may communicate respecting the doing of your section of the underground railway will be read before the society with much interest if you know the address of any one in canada who would be a good correspondent respecting this matter please give me his name my dear brother go on in your good work and the god of the oppressed sustain and reward you it is my earnest prayer yours fraternally in our common cause n r johnston topsham vermont december eighteenth eighteen fifty six william still very dear friend i will be much pleased to hear from you in our common cause in pennsylvania i am so far removed away here in yankeedom that i hear nothing from that quarter but by the public prints and as for the underground railway of course i hear nothing except now and then i would be greatly pleased if you would write me the state of its funds and progress whatever you write will be interesting the topsham sewing circle has begun its feeble operations again owing to much opposition a very few attend consequently little is made the ladies however have some articles on hand unsold which will bring some money ere long i wish you would write me another long letter in detail of interesting fugitives etc 
such as you wrote last winter, and I will have it read before the circle. Your letter last winter was heard by the ladies with great interest. You are probably not aware that fugitives are never seen here. Indeed, the one half of the people have never seen more than a half dozen of colored people. There are none in all this region. I am lending Peter Still, the book, to my neighbors. It is devoured with great interest. It does good, I think, however. If I had been writing such a book, I would have wedged in much more testimony against slavery, and its horrid accompaniments and consequences. I would be glad to hear how Peter and his family are prospering. Do you see my friends, Mr. Orr and Reverend Wilson, nowadays? Do they help in the good cause? If the ladies here should make up fine shirts for men, or children's clothes of various kinds, would they be of use at Philadelphia, or New York, to fugitives? Or would it not be advisable to send them there? The ladies here complain that they cannot sell what they make. My dear brother, be not discouraged in your work, your labor of love. The prospect before the poor slave is indeed dark, dark. But the power shall not always be on the side of the oppressor. God reigns. A day of vengeance will come, and that soon. Mrs. Stowe makes dread utter many a truth. Would that God would write it indelibly on the heart of the nation. But the people will not hear, and the cup of iniquity will soon fill to overflowing, in whose ears will not be made to tingle, when the God of Sabaoth awakes to plead the cause of the dumb. Yours very sincerely, N. R. Johnston. P.S. When I was in New York last fall, October, I was in the anti-slavery office one day, when a friend in the office showed me a dispatch just received from Philadelphia, signed W.S., which gave notice of six parcels coming by the train, etc. And before I left the office, the parcels came in, each on two legs. Strange parcels that would run away on legs. My heart leaped for joy at seeing these rescued ones. Oh, that God would arise and break the yoke of oppression. Let us labor on and ever, until our work is done, until all are free. Since the late Republican farce has closed, I hope to get some more subscribers for the standard. Honest men's eyes will be opened after a while, and the standard of right and expediency be elevated. Let us hope on and ever. Yours for the right, N.R.J. End of section 36 Recording by Greg Giordano Newport Ritchie, Florida